This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here we go. Today, Jim Kelly, we've got Bayfield, Ontario, taking on Forest, Ontario. What can you tell us? Yes, Taz, ye old village of Bayfield, also known as Grayfield or Ben Gayfield due to its aging population. It's such a quaint, adorable spot. They don't have a beer store there. They have Le Beer Chape with local wines, great spots to <laughs> lay in the sun and read a book, and so many deals on wicker chairs. It's truly a divorcee's dream, which is why the Bayfield uh, slogan is Eat, Bay, Love. And they do have a Bayfield webcam, too. If you're interested in going to the beach, the Bayfield Inn has a webcam facing Lake Huron, so you can see if it's a beautiful beach day or not. They also have one facing towards the bedroom, but you got to pay $29.99 to view that one. <laughs> They're taking on Forest, Ontario this morning. Tess, Forest, Ontario, the only town left in this tournament that's not on a lake. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so if you're, yeah, if you're walking around with some fries and Forest, some a-hole seagulls ain't going to get all up in your grill like they will in Bayfield. They do have some new charging stations for electrical vehicles trying to be ahead of the times here. Unfortunately, there's always three guys from Forest guarding it saying they'll beat up any liberal douche who tries to use it. But if you're looking for a nice treat in Forest, you got to try Java and Scoops because there's no combo your bowels will appreciate more than coffee <laughs> and ice cream. I hope you like Java Scoops because you're about to get lava scoots. <laughs> Grand Bend is taking on Port Dover, Jim. Yeah, Grand Bend, Ontario. When you work out in Grand Bend, you don't do push-ups. You do bush-ups. And sometimes bush light-ups if it's a holiday Monday. You know it's a party town when the hardware store on the Strip sells only three things. Coleman coolers, oil funnels, and three-feet sections of hose. And if you thought Coco's Bar was full of douchebags, you got to check out the Grand Bend Yacht Club. But the Grand Bend Yacht Club is still way better than Bayfield's White Privilege Pier. And they're taking on Port Dover this morning, home of the Port Dover Arbor Dog. And if you want to know what Santa Claus would look like if he had a drinking problem and spent some time in prison, you're going to love Port Dover every Friday the 13th. And good news, Port Dover just got their first Uber. It's just one guy named Knuckles who rolls up with a big beard on a Harley. And when you tell him where to go, he says, nah, we don't pick a destination. We just pick a direction and go, hold on to this switchblade, brother. And then he turns on some deep purple and peels out of there. <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> Five star rating for that guy. Yeah, yeah, mints in the saddlebags, too. Drunk Santa. <laughs> Looks like he's been in prison. There's so many of them. A <laughs> um, couple stories from around the country. First up here, Fort McMurray can't catch a break, man. Uh, they are experiencing some serious uh, precipitation out there to the point where there's flooding and people are having to be relocated, Jim. Yeah, people are being rescued by boats and everything. There's a mass uh, evacuation, it sounds like. This article was from about 15 hours ago, so it sounds like uh, late yesterday morning it started raining, and uh, it's been just a gong show ever since. 
of course, Fort McMurray, uh, associated with the fires, the terrible fires they had there a couple of years back. So uh, thinking of them as they go through another disaster that may displace some of the residents there. And another breaking news story, there's uh, uh, something's happened with Justin Trudeau's mother. Yeah, Margaret Trudeau is in hospital after a fire at a Montreal apartment building. Uh, this just came out about 6 a.m. this morning, so this is fresh. Uh, apparently, she's going to be okay. She was treated for smoke inhalation just as a precaution. She's expected to recover, be perfectly fine, but she's currently in a Montreal hospital. Man, everyone's going through a, a tough time to start with, and then you know something like your house catches on fire or... You have to be uh, rescued by a boat because your neighborhood is underwater. Yeah. Just be a nightmare. A couple places I would not want to be right now, a Montreal hospital or a Fort McMurray community center packed with people when this is going around. Exactly. Yeah, good point. You don't know uh, who's got what. And I was just looking at a map of, of Canada and, and the provinces that uh, have cases, Alberta, 4,696 cases of COVID-19, which is a lot lower than Ontario. 14,856 is what we've got. Quebec, though, they uh, they got hit hard, 24,982 yeah. cases of COVID-19. Pe people are speculating it's in part due to how many people still smoke in Quebec. Well, we had that story out of France, though, Jim, and in France they, they can't figure out why uh, their smoking rate in the population is 35%, and when it comes to people who have COVID-19, only 5% of the people who have been hospitalized with the disease are smokers. So they were actually speculating over in France that if you are a smoker, that the nicotine may prevent you from contracting COVID-19. Sounds like something a French guy who loves to smoke would say. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something a cartoon frog in a cigarette commercial in 1955 <laughs> would say. Yeah. This <laughs> right? medical response brought to you by Joe Camel. BC's got 1,998 cases. Saskatchewan, 365. Uh, Manitoba, 261. Newfoundland, 258. New Brunswick, 118. Nova Scotia, 900. PEI, 26. Northwest Territories, 5. Uh, Yukon has 11. And when it comes to provinces and COVID-19, there's only one that has none of it. Which one, Taz? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Trying to keep it as light as possible looking at this map, man. Uh, hopefully those numbers, we need to see them start going down consistently and we can return back to normal ASAP. An interesting story out of Quebec, Jim. Yes. And, uh, you know, we've all made dumb bets and we've all lost money on stupid things, but have you ever lost half a million dollars on a game of rock, paper, scissors? Who hasn't? Because <laughs> this guy did. He lost $517,000 on a two out of three rock, paper, scissors game in 2017. The guy's name is Edmund Mark Hooper, and he was up against a guy named Michael Primo. So the guy who lost, it was a, it was a two out of three. 
This was three years right. ago. They, they, I, I, in this story, it doesn't say how this came about, if it was an evolution of bets, double or nothings or anything like that, or how it got this outrageous. But for whatever reason, they had a two out of three rock, paper, scissors game, and the guy lost, and he was on the hook for a half a million dollars. And the other guy who won was holding his feet to the fire. Uh, the guy who lost, he had to put his house, he had to remortgage his house. And he realized there's no way he could pay this debt off. So he went to court, took this guy to court to try to weasel his way out of it. And the the Quebec court finally ruled that the bet was invalid. Now, there's all sorts of gambling laws. Like if it's only a game of chance, if there's no skill, you can't do bets. It's illegal to make big bets like that on games of skill. If it was flipping a coin or sorry, games of chance, if it was flipping a coin, you couldn't do it. But the winner's defense was there is skill when it comes to rock, paper, scissors. And if you've seen those rock, paper, scissors tournaments, there actually is skill. Like you can faint and you can fake your opponent out. You can choose a certain series uh, of, of choices that will lead to a better likelihood of winning. So he did win that argument. But what the courts found was that the the, the monetary value of the bet was excessive, which is a certain law yeah, no in kidding. Canada. <laughs> so since it was excessive, the the court el- upheld the decision that, that uh, the guy no longer had to pay back that money. That's wild. How he, So he, the guy basically had to take the mortgage off his house, and he, he was paying making mortgage payments every month to pay off his buddy for losing at rock, paper, scissors. How mad would you be twice a month when those payments came out of your bank account? Yeah, if you thought, like, child support was bad. How about rock, paper, scissors support? <laughs> and you called him your buddy, Taz. Could you remain friends with a guy? No. Who held you held up that that bet? Well, you made the bet, and I'm sure they said, "Okay, if this is for real, you have to really specify like this is for real." Because I've made bets, you know, you and I will make bets. Uh, hey, I bet you this, bet you that, and you're you would never. If I said I bet you a million dollars, Jim, I would never expect you to actually pay a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it depends the lead up to the to the to because the I know that, scissors. I know that I wouldn't pay you a million dollars if I lost, right? But what what about the guy who had the million dollars owed to him? That sorry, the half a million dollars owed to him. And in his mind, what if he started spending that money? You know, what uh-huh. if he you know, what if he bought a Harley or he started, you know, going on vacations thinking that it was money in the bank? Does it say if he got to keep what he was already paid or did he have to return the money that was given to him? It doesn't say, and That's I was interesting. hoping that I was hoping that they would. You know, I think he at least deserves fifty thousand. <laughs> Maybe that's excessive too. But, like, don't imagine, make the bet. Yeah, imagine the stress in that moment of when you have half a million dollars on the line, doing paper, oh. rock, scissors. Let's do it right now. Here, I can see you on Facetime. Let's do a paper, rock, scissors, and we're, we'll pretend. I want to make it very clear for legal purposes. That this isn't for. We'll play for five hundred thousand doll hairs. Okay, <laughs> that, that was his. That was his uh, defense in court. Your yeah. Honor, I said doll hairs. <laughs> you know what? He's got a point. Case closed. <laughs> All right. So let's pretend this is for half a million dollars. You ready? So on three. Two out of three. Two out of three. Yeah, two out of three. Half a million dollars. One. Two, 
three, shoot. What'd you do? Always go with rock. Oh, yeah! You got me one. Okay, see, I'm nervous, and I know I'm not giving you the money. And I'm, I'm already nervous about this. I know. Okay, ready? One, two, three. We both did rock. One, two, three. Oh, you I did scissors. Did, I did rock did again. I so now, see, how are you feeling now? Five, half a million dollars. It, it all comes down to what you shoot on this paper, rock, scissors here, Jim. Okay, We're both so. in the same situation. I don't like it. One, two, three. Both did rock. One, two, three. I got you. You owe me. Jim did paper. I did scissors. You owe me. Everyone heard it. You got to take another mortgage out. You owe me half a million bucks. I'm going to have to buy a lot of dolls. <laughs> How much would that suck? That would really suck. <laughs> it would really that suck. That would really suck. I wouldn't want to lose $500. Like the craziest bet I've heard, the most, like the silliest bet was my buddy lost two kegs on a one game of FIFA. So that's like 500 bucks on, on like a five-minute <laughs> game of, here, yeah. of soccer I, on I PlayStation. Would, if I had just lost $500 to you there, you're right. I would lose sleep over it. I'd be mm -hmm. like, that was so stupid. Why'd I do it? I, I, don't even, I can't even imagine what I'd do if I lost half a million dollars and you actually planned on, on collecting it. Imagine you were married. Imagine oh. your, you put your wife half a million bucks into debt. <laughs> Over paper, rock, scissors. Oh, you're going to lose half your stuff on top of $500,000. Uh, the TSA in the States say more people boarded flights this past Sunday than any day since April 3rd. People are starting to fly again. They screened 129,000 passengers, which is a lot lower than this time last year, but... Um, there is some footage of one flight from New York to Charlotte, North Carolina that has gone viral because it, the flight looks absolutely packed full of people, wow. which does not follow social distancing guidelines. One passenger tweeting out that she was terrified to be in that tin can. You already put yourself people. in that position, though. Like, I mean, <laughs> obviously you're terrified, but you chose to, to get, get on, on a plane. plane right now. Come on. Yeah, I I wouldn't be comfortable. I'm not no. doing it. We we were talking just over an hour ago about Almer and that drive-in church. Uh, they've been holding services under threat of of fine from uh, the government, and they say they're going to keep holding these drive-in uh, Sunday masses. And you're right. If you can get on a tin can with recycled air, fly through the sky with with uh, a bunch of other people. That was the point you were trying to make, right, Jim? It's like, why can't yeah. you sit in your car and listen to the the gospel? Yeah, we're, it, the the line is very hard to find, but it really does sound like America is trying to force its gates open and get everybody back to normal soon, eh? Well, here's some good news. Oxford University over there in the UK said it's been working on a vaccine. That it could be ready by September if they get emergency approval. Um, they've been testing it on monkeys, and the report says it's working on monkeys. The six monkeys that have been vaccinated last month do not have the virus, even though they've been exposed to it a number of times. So it's working on the monkeys, which means either it could work on the humans or this is it. 
This is where the monkeys take over the planet, finally. (laughs) (laughs) The the vaccine works on them and not on us, and Caesar is finally going to rule the world. Yeah, for some reason, their uh, neocortex is growing after they get these vaccines, (laughs) and uh, they're able to speak in sign language. Uh Uh-oh. The vaccine's making them smarter. (laughs) James Franco is going to take one of those monkeys home and it's going to ruin it for everyone else. But that's exciting. That's good news, man. That's a, that's a little glimmer of hope there. Oxford University is confident that the vaccine they're working on uh, is, is a possibility to treat humans. And that's more than we had two weeks ago. We'll take it. Huh. So, yeah, I keep reading things like there's going to be rules that if you don't have the vaccine, then you can't leave the country. There'll be like some sort of paperwork. This is all speculation, but Uh paperwork that uh, if like your papers so that if you have your vaccine, then you can show at the airport that you can go on a flight or that you can go to a concert or do certain things. I wonder if that's how it's going to go down. What a nightmare for the anti-vaxxers, huh? (laughs) This is like... It's either a nightmare or this is their dream come true because they love to preach. They love to let everyone know. They're kind of like yeah. vegans. They love to let everyone know that they don't eat meat. <laughs> they love to let yeah. everyone know that they don't vaccinate their kids. Yeah, and although although I'm far from an anti-vaxxer, let's just hope they're not rushing the vaccine too quick through. You know, let's hope all the testing is that, like, we don't want to be desperately pushing a vaccine through, do we? How about this idea? We know it works on monkeys. Why don't we all, every household, gets one vaccinated monkey to run errands for us? Mm, yes. We <laughs> so all have one MVP. Bongo goes to the, the no frills if it's time to do a grocery <laughs> shop. He just pin a, pin a list to his vest. Give him some roller <laughs> skates. <laughs> There's the solution, guys. You're overthinking it, Oxford University. Yes. We got a COVID-19 good news, bad news again for you this morning. Uh, the good news is we may not all die from the pandemic. The bad news is it's because the aliens are going to get us first. Just oh, great. The dirty talking. All right. Oh, no, the aliens. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, whoops. The aliens are interfering with my brain. Okay, Jim, remember uh, a while back we saw that some UFO footage had been leaked, government official footage of pilots having contact with UFOs, unidentified flying objects? Well, now the Pentagon has officially released those videos, and they have an explanation. Oh, really? They have no idea what it is. That's their explanation. Hmm. They can't. They can't officially give a, an excuse or a reason for these videos of UFOs existing. Now you've seen them. Uh, you think that there's a chance they're actually alien spacecraft? There's a chance. I, I don't know. I've seen I've seen so many of these similar videos, and they're all very unsatisfying. Like you yeah. watch this video, and it's just like an oblong disc floating in the sky. You can't really tell how fast it's going. I'm assuming it's going very fast from the reaction of the pilots. But the most logical answer is it's probably like a Chinese ship or something, or like another country's like secret drone. 
something that's can spy on another country if they want like it doesn't look that crazy or out of this world because you can barely even tell what it is like it looks like a shiny disc far off in the distance that could be anything the u.s navy is releasing the footage to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage has been uh, that has been circulating is real or whether or not there's more to the videos they say there's not more to the videos because we don't know what we're looking at here Hence the term UFO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom DeLong, who is uh, from Blink-182, he actually is one of the guys who was spreading these videos around and everyone was saying they're fake, they're fake. He's pumped because now he has been vindicated. Uh, he released the videos to the New York Times in 2017 through his UFO research organization which is something that you can form when you have a lot of money. Everyone needs <laughs> yeah. a hobby, right? So uh, he uh, he's feeling good because, yeah, it turns out these are actual UFO sightings, but still nobody has an explanation for what they are. Yeah. Like vindicated to what extent, though? Because unless, like, I don't know, like I, – I, Deep down inside, I can't wait till first contact. It's like something that I so hope happens yeah. in our lifetime. But this doesn't vindicate anything. It means nothing. And I heard I heard Tom DeLong on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was the worst podcast ever because anytime you try, like Joe would try to ask him something specific, he'd be like, "Oh, I can't. Oh, it's too secret. I can't say that." It was there's always an excuse. You know, it was just super frustrating. So I don't believe any of Tom DeLonge's inside scoops when it comes to the alien world. It's hard. It, it, there's never a close-up. There's never – it's like Sasquatch. There's never a clear photo or video. And even if there was, now with computer-generated imaging, uh, you can't tell. You, you go to a movie and, uh, the yeah. you know, aliens in the movie look more real than the humans sometimes. Oh. So. Uh, yeah, I saw a wild one that looked like there was like a ship over the moon recently, and that was like the most believable UFO video I've seen. But this one is just a random ocean and a random shiny thing. Yeah, it's tough. And drones, too. You're right. Like, drones are everywhere. And if you, you can know, buy one for 40 bucks at Canadian Tire, like, and it's super impressive, it's like, those decent? are impressive yeah. drones. Yeah, imagine what the Chinese government or the American government could build with a billion bucks. A billion-dollar drone would probably be yeah. pretty sweet, move yeah. around pretty freely. Well, there's something to, to focus on here to distract you while you're, in, uh, while you're in isolation. Maybe do a little research, dig a little deeper, pull a Mulder and Scully, see if you can get to the bottom of this. We've posted the UFO videos, the officially released from the Pentagon UFO videos on our uh, Facebook pages if you want to check them out. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.